Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode 171 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, a show about how Latinx pop culture is reshaping mainstream entertainment. Welcome, everyone. My name is Jack Rico. My guest this week is a good friend and one of the most popular Dominican actors in Hollywood. His name is Manny Perez. He is perhaps best known for his films Washington Heights, El Cantante, Bella, and the hit La Soga, which was selected to the Toronto Film Festival in 2009. Now, 13 years later, he returns in his directorial debut with the sequel, La Soga Salvation. We discuss what it takes to write, direct, and produce his own movie, what the future of Dominican cinema is, and his opinion on the criticism of Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. But before I talk to Manny Perez, it's time I give you my weekly recap of the top Latinx pop culture headlines in a segment I like to call, Jack Dick. Let's begin with the top movie TV music news of the week. Univision and Televisa close a $4.8 billion Spanish-language media merger renaming themselves Televisa Univision Inc. Lin-Manuel Miranda among the finalists for Audio Publisher Awards. Bad Bunny announces a 29-date stadium tour which kicks off August 5th in Orlando. Clifton Collins Jr. will co-star in the drama Landscape with Invisible Hand. Daily Show alum Al Madrigal releases a new Latino superhero comic series called Primos. Disney Plus sets a Spanish original series The Last one with music star Aitana Okana. Cardi B wins a defamation suit against YouTuber Tasha Kay. And Mexican-American Priscilla Coronado is the first Latina president of the Harvard Law Review. And in tech and social media news, Amazon Prime's price is going up to $139 per year. It's the service's third increase in the U.S. Meta, formerly Facebook, lost $230 billion in market value in one day, making it the largest single-day loss ever by a U.S. company. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack are coming to Fortnite. Instagram launches early test of creator subscriptions in the U.S and YouTube Shorts tops 5 trillion views to date. So it's been about 13 years and Manny Perez has now written, directed, and produced the sequel to the hit movie La Soga. In the sequel La Soga Salvation, Luisito has been living in a small town in Rhode Island with the idea of raising a family with his girlfriend Leah, who is played by Sarah Jorge Leon but he finds his criminal past catching up with him via a Latina assassin who is out for revenge. Luis Andres Valerio, alias La Soga. Era la ley y el orden en nuestro país. You just keep moving from town to town. You know you can't hide from your past. Do I know you? And I know you, and I love your work. Yo sabía que te iba a ser muy complicado. 
do a little job. And you're gonna do it, because if not... You'll never see her again. 13 years have passed, man. What has happened between La Soga Part 1 and Salvation Now, this sequel? Did it take forever to come up with the idea? What exactly was the hindrance of not doing this film any sooner? La Soga, La Soga, the original, it was, uh, it was the first Dominican film to enter Toronto Film Festival, which was huge for, right. for, the, for, for, for the industry, for indie film, and for the country. Um, um, since then, I always wanted to write, continue writing about the La Soga character, a man that was a butcher, the son of a butcher, became a butcher, uh, was a hitman for the Dominican government. And I was like, there's so much to write about that. But I got busy doing other projects as an actor and, uh, and continued doing other projects in the DR and here uh, in, in, in the States. But I always, I'm like, I'm gonna do it someday. And then everywhere I went, especially uptown, loco, la soga, cuando viene la soga, loco, la soga. I'm like, yeah, yeah man. man, people want la soga. That's right. So then, so then I said, okay, I'm gonna finish the script, which took me about six years to perfect where, where I wanted to. And then I tried to raise the money. I couldn't find the money. So I said, you know what? I got some savings. I'm going to put my money in it. And I'm going to wow. go Wow. So you decided it. to put your own money. So, so this isn't an investor or a VC or uh, 10 hundred producers and coming in and chipping in. And all of a sudden it's like 1.5 million. And here you go. You didn't pay for a dime. You're telling me that you, how much money did you put in? 100%? hundred percent. It's all my money. I have wow. no partners. It's all me. And uh, thank you. Thank you. I just, listen, I believe in this story. I believe in this character and I believe in the script. And, 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 and again, it's, I, I, it's, I know that it's a, it's, ris it's a risky business, but I just believe in what I have. Some people would invest their money in a house. This is my house right now. La Soga <laughs> is my baby, yeah. it's my house. And again, I got to give thanks to Screen Media for taking this on and releasing it. They've been supportive since day one. They actually were the, the ones that picked up La Soga One. So I'm keeping it in the family with Screen Media and I'm very thankful. I really am very thankful. You're the writer, director, star now. Josh Crook was the original director of La Soga. He couldn't come this one because his schedule uh, was a little too busy. You couldn't get him. Uh, so you then decided to direct this movie. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk a little bit about Luisito, La Soga. Yeah. Where is he today? Because we all write from a place of experience. So as the character grows or as the, uh, as the master and creator grows, so does the character. So tell me, ¿qué ha pasado con Luisito en los últimos 13 años? Where do we find him in the sequel? Yeah, Luisito, we left him working in a bodega in Washington Heights 13 years ago. From Washington Heights, he decided that he can't live in Washington Heights because he knows too many people know him. He's that man that is wanted by many dudes who want to kill him because of stuff he did in Dominican Republic. So he moved to Pawtucket, Rhode Island, which I didn't know. I live there, by the way. I live there. You I did? actually lived there when I was seven to eight years old. My father was in a trucking business. <laughs> exactly. There was no Latinos, no nothing. It was like, where am I? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's crazy. Pawtucket and Central Falls, which is next door to each other. Those two little town happens to be the smallest town in the nation, which I had no idea. 
Mm -hmm. So I decided to, so the character decides to move there because no one would know him and he's a small town, blah, blah, blah. So that's where he's been spending his last 10 years learning English, has a job in a, in a bodega, and there's what he knows. Then his past that he's been hiding from knocks on his door, and that's how we start with La Soga Salvation, a man who's just trying to do the right thing, and somehow his past doesn't let him. A man that is, has to fight with his own demons because he does have demons prior to, his, prior to what happened in his past. The film is very interesting because it really does explore the question of can someone ever escape their past, Manny? Why is that subject matter of exploring your past so significant and important to you? Well, I think our past is what makes us today. And I feel like we all, all of us have, I hate to say, we have, a, we have secrets. We have stuff that we got to deal with and we don't. We ignore that and we move forward or we move out of town. We move to a different country, different state because we don't, we don't want to deal with what's happening in your past or in your home or in your, or in your how you were raised by your parents. There's always some shit going down. So I feel like <laughs> that's part of, that's something that I wanted to bring to life with this character. Um, and also something that I, I, I have to say, because this is very important to me when I wrote it, um, is that the way that I shot the film and is that is that his girlfriend uh, represents his conscience. So when his girlfriend is around, uh, the camera is never moves. The camera is just steady. It doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And when his girlfriend is not around, it's always moving because it's because he has no conscience. So I wanted mm -hmm. to sort of make uh, 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 that decision once I from the from the moment we started. I started talking to the DP. I'm like, hey, dude, this is how we're gonna shoot this because I want to. Understand. I want people to understand what's happening in his mind. Um, so when you see the film, you know when people see the film, they should pay attention to the the camera movement because that that's was done uh, uh, consciously. That's right. So you've talked about Luisito Lasoga being sort of a hitman with a heart, yeah. and some of the influences when you look back at the history of cinema. Uh, the Professional, you know, the French film that was so great, along with Les Samurais, which is another one of the uh, one of the greatest hitmen in the probably history of cinema. We find John Wick having tremendous success. What is it about the character of the hitman with the heart that people seem to love uh, so much? That, what is the appeal of that type of character? That's a good question. I just feel that people in general, there's a reason why we, there's a reason why you turn the TV on and you see 20 cop shows because everyone <laughs> wants in life always wants to play a cop or be a cop or learn the life about the cop life because it's a dangerous life. And I feel like that's what attracts, for example, the professional. I'm a huge fan of the professional. Yeah. Huge. One of the best films ever for me is the professional. Uh, why? Because it's a, it's a world about a mysterious character that we want to know about. And I feel like La Soga has those elements of like, okay, this is a man that is dealing with his demons himself. And that's appealing for me as an audience member to find out what's this guy's journey? Where is he going? How did he get there? What's happening? Um, and, and, and yeah, and also the good thing about when I write is that I try to keep the audience on its toes mm -hmm. or at the edge of their seat because every 10 minutes, I'm going to give them something new to, to think about or not to be ahead of the story, you know? 
Now let's talk about your directing. This is your first time directing a movie. And I got to tell you, man, uh, I know directors, I know first time directors and, you know, some professional directors, and they always talk about that first time directing a movie being either one of the most joyous moments of their life or a catastrophe <laughs> because it's so intimidating to get in front of a camera and lead a whole cast and have the vision, the complete vision for this film. If anybody has a question, you have the answer. What was, what was it like, Manny, directing your first movie, which seems like you should have done this 10, 15, 20 years ago? Got you. Well, you know what? That's, yeah, it was challenging, but I enjoyed it. I actually learned so much about the craft, uh, uh, being a director. And I, you know, I've been an actor for almost 30 years. And I've worked with some major, Sidney Lumet, Ed Zwick. I mean, I worked with some big names, directors, and I've always, always taken little stuff from them because I'm like a sponge. I'd love to just watch and, mm -hmm. and steal, and, you know, and, and use those elements that they, that they use for when I become a director. The truth is, um, I wanted Josh to direct this. He couldn't do it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do it because the way I write, it's very visual, and I wanted to see it a certain way, and this is how I'm going to see it. So. Um, um, I think the hardest thing for me was to, to be in front of the camera and also direct myself, which is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but, but what worked was that I re rehearsed with the actors prior to getting on the set. Mm. So we rehearsed so much that when we were on the set, we were right on. We were right. And I, and I have this gut feeling as an actor, I've always had this gut feeling that if I feel something is off, it's because it's off. If nothing is off, we got to take Let's move on. Uh, um, um, so that's how I sort of worked. Um, and then, of course, I always watched before we moved on uh, one of the takes is just make sure that we got it. So now that you've directed your first film, is there any inclination to want to continue being a director? Look, we've seen Ben Affleck be an, an actor and then become one hell of a director. Yeah. Right. Uh, I even feel that he got robbed with Argo. I thought that was an excellent film. I mean, the town. I mean, this is a guy that can act and direct really well. I would actually say that La Soga Salvation directorially is probably has been improved upon since the original. You did a great job directing this. No, well, thank you. Is there interest in continuing or being an actor director or was this a first time one time thing? No, no, no. I, I want to continue doing this. I, I, like I told you, I love the experience. I had no idea. I'm like, this is a great experience. Um, so thank you for the, your compliment. That's beautiful, beautiful words. Yes, I want to continue. And, and I have intentions of shooting part three down the pipe. Um, um, just because the, I think the story will continue and he goes back to the DR and he does get justice done. Spoilers. Hold on a second. Spoilers, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Exactly. So I just shut up. But yeah, I, I love to continue. Was it always a trilogy, Manny? Because I don't remember you talking about that from the get-go. No, it wasn't. It was a. It wasn't. That's so funny. It wasn't a trilogy. I. It was a one, a one time, a one, a one time film. Is that what? It, what is that? Yeah. yeah. And then when when again with time went on, I, I was like, wait, people like this film. Oh wow, people really enjoy this character. And oh wow, hey, la soga loco. And that to me inspired me to say, you know what, I'm going to continue writing and I'm, I'm going to develop this character. And that's sort of how we ended up with La Soga Salvation. But how did you avoid 
the typical cliches that we see about hitmen in Hollywood? Well, just that in Hollywood. I mean, the word Hollywood to me, as you know, I've always played your typical villain, your bad dude, badass dude, or like your drug lord or whatever. And and I was just sick of that. And 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 in La Soga, I wanted to make sure that there was nothing like that at all. Mm -hmm. It's just a guy who happens to be a sicario who lives in Pawtucket and he's just trying to get by because he's in love with this woman. And that's it. And, and I felt like you know, this is a man that he's, he's not, he's not shooting his gun and, and, and he shoots a hundred bullets and the thing never runs out. It's just like, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I took all those cliches out of the, of the story and just make it real. And that's, that's how I sort of think. And also as an actor, I always try to just, whatever roles I get, I take all that cliche shit out and just keep it real too. Right. The honest of uh, the honest of that character. Your craft as an actor, how has it improved in the last ten years since we saw Luisito and and since you've been making movies? Where do you feel that you're at at this stage of your career as an actor? You know, I feel like as an actor, with each year, my craft changes, um, just because I get older and 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 my work gets better which each year, just because I, I learn more about the craft, I, I respect more the craft, I believe more in the craft. Uh, it's funny, you know, when I did Washington Heights, which is that right there. Oh, I, really I remember thought, that movie. That, that movie was so much for all of us. We were like, whoa, there's a movie about our neighborhood before in the Heights? What? <laughs> this is the Heights. If you look past the bodegas and the broken sidewalks, you'll see a beautiful girl who thinks she knows me. A friend who swears he knows me. <laughs> and an old man who never knew me. So when I did that film, I thought I was like, wow, man, I did good work in that film. I go back and I'm like, yo, my work in that film sucks. <laughs> and I feel the same. Like, it's crazy. I feel the same for like five years ago. Let's say I did, I don't know, what did I do five years ago? Uh, Bella. Bella was like more than five years ago. But the point is, every five years, I go back and see my work and I hate my work. I probably will hate the work that I did in La, La Soga Salvation <laughs> five years from now. Why? Because I feel like with time, we, we grow more and our craft work grows more and our talent grows more. So you become better with years and with time. Um, it's how I'm sort of finding out how this works. Um, um, you know, and mind you, I, I'm, I'm the type of guy that, I'm very hard on myself. I'm, I, to me, why, like, Manny? Why? There's no need. You're so achieved. You're so accomplished. No, well, why do you, you feel like you need to continue to prove a point to yourself when, I mean, seriously, everybody would envy to have a career like yours? No, well, thank you. Because I feel, thank you. I appreciate that. I just feel that, first of all, I'm not where I want to be. I also feel like I can always do better with my craft. That's why, again, every, every year, I guess I'm learning more about the craft and respecting it more. So I guess with time, my work gets better, but I still think I can get better. Don't, don't, I mean, it's, you know, it's a confusing head that I have. <laughs> In the opening sequence of this movie, uh, you had written that. The 
especialmente esos pendejos que vienen de los Estados Unidos. Eso crea un problema aquí en mi país, porque lo que ha creado es una cantidad de vaqueros salvajes que vienen aquí a mi país y creen que van a destruir todo. Can you explain a little bit more about your thinking when you wrote that? Gotcha. What were you trying to say? Well, yeah, no, I wrote that from the point of view of a guy who, whose life was born in the, in the time of a dictatorship, which is Trujillo. And Trujillo, that's exactly what he controlled. Most of the Dominican Republic was controlled by Trujillo for 30 some years. Until this, and then came Balaguer. Till this day, the majority of older folks in the DR, they think like Trujillo because they haven't washed that out yet. So, so I feel like that's the problem with a society that was ruled by a dictator. That dictator, even though he's dead, and Balaguer came on, and he was also semi-dictator, that still passed on to, it's passed on to, to, and these old folks who live there, they still think that way. So that's why I wrote it from the mentality of a man that that's what he knows, um, which is the general. That's what he knows. That's, that's, to him, it's like control over society is where I get more power. And power to means, to them means everything. So that's where I sort of wanted to go with it, you know? Um, and then you have La Soga, who is so against that. And this is why the, 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 it, it, it doesn't, that world can't eat, that world and, and him cannot uh, 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 collide. Well, that, they, they will collide together. They can't live in one world because the mentality is different. Where do you think that the relationship with the Dominican Republic and the United States is, you know, uh, as someone who, who, who is, is a part of both, Manny, what's that relationship today in 2022? Well, I think it's a great relationship. As a matter of fact, you know, we have a new president now uh, 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 who's amazing. Uh, I, I hope that he stays on power for a while and hopefully change those mentality or those dudes that still think like three years alive. You know, I, I feel like it's slowly getting Americanized. Well, not Americanized. It's, we're getting more freedom there and things are changing for, for the better. Now, I do have to say, what's weird about my country, there's something that bothers me, is that I, you know, I come from a small town where I grew up without sneakers, without water, without electricity. Uh, and that was like, 40 some years ago. Um, till this day, that town has electricity, but it doesn't have water, <laughs> which I'm like, dude, how is this possible? <laughs> but everyone has an iPhone. Everyone has, you know, top cars, but iPhone without water, it just makes no sense. So to me, it's like, those are the, 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 the elements that I hope this president comes and changes the, the, and go back, let, let's get the basic down first. Let's get electricity, water, education down first, then add everything else to it, you know? Um, but I do have to say that, 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 that being in the United States, I, I, I wanna talk about this, being here has been a blessing to me. Uh, being here as an immigrant has been a blessing to me because here's where my dream came true. Also, I feel like Dominicans that come from the DR and they get here, and they have this great opportunity, but instead they're like, yo, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in a corner selling some, selling some dope. That to me is like, I don't understand, dude. You get a chance to come to this country, use it. Don't become a, a dope dealer, 
you know, and then they get deported back and then they start crying about, oh, I got deported. Well, because you didn't use the opportunity. I feel like, you know, once you get a passport, God is blessing you with, 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 with your dreams. So anyway, I just have issues with that. People that think that way, you know. Manny, you're a guy that lived in Washington Heights. You made a movie called Washington Heights and then In the Heights actually became a reality. It was a Broadway musical, won Tony for best musical about this Dominican neighborhood. Um, when the movie came out, I'm sure you must have seen already In the Heights, but when the movie came out and the backlash from the Latino community for a Latino film that was supposed to put us on the map, when the backlash happened, what were your thoughts, man? I mean, as a Dominican yourself, how did you, how did you, how did you react to that whole backlash? Wow, dude, that's so, there's that's a, a delicate topic because, oh my God, this is a delicate topic. <laughs> but I just, I'll say this, this is so funny. I'll say this, the problem with, with El Cantante, the problem with Washington Heights, the, pro the problem with Illegal Tender, the problem with La Familia that came out that was made in, 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 in LA with Edward J. Mosmo. The problem with all those films is the Latinos who don't support those films. I feel like, you know, and I've always said this, I feel like if you are from the Caribbean and La Familia comes out, oh, so I don't know me, those are Mexicans. I don't, I don't need to see that. And if Illegal Tender comes out, El Cantante comes out, Mexicans are like, yo, that's Puerto Rican stuff. That's not for me, man, forget about that. But at the end of the day, to the white dude sitting in Texas, we're all Mexican. So I feel like we gotta just unite. Right. Unite as Latino and just watch whatever comes out. The more we watch and the more we unite, the more films they'll make about us. You know, John Leguizamo was on our podcast um, a few months, uh, I think it was last year. And he told us a story of this one moment he was in a Hollywood executive's office. I got a tight story. I got a certain amount of success and leverage. Dito Montel wrote a dope story. It's true. And I go to the studios and they tell me, you know, Latin people don't want to see Latin people. I'm going, what? I'm wow. Like, my head's like, <laughs> Latin people don't want to see feel good movies. I'm, excuse me? What do we want to see? Just depressing uh, suicidal flicks? I mean, where did, you get your, where did you get your studies from? And then so I couldn't do it with the studios because they don't see, they don't see us, man. They don't get us. They don't love us. They don't care for us. So I went and raised the money myself. Blasphemy. How dare you say that? But then as time passed by, I started noticing that a lot of the Latino movies that were coming out and a lot of the Latino shows, like Hentify just got canceled. Do you think John's right? Or when that executive said the Latinos don't watch Latino movies? Because I'm starting to think that that might be the real deal and that all they want to see is Hollywood stuff. No, I, I agree with that. I, and again, I agree with that because of, because of the mentality of us uh, as a Latino, we have too much pride, man. We come here and we still think we're back in the island. And, and I feel like, again, to the white dude in Texas, we're all Mexicans. So I just, just go and support, ejemplo, ejemplo, uh, African-Americans, uh, if, if Jamaican, uh, Trinidadios, uh, uh, lo que sea, uh, they support each other. They're not saying, yo, ven acá. That shit is not Jamaican enough. They're not. They're like, yo, that's a good film. You know, that's a that's good film. They support. And I feel like the problem with us is that our pride, our pride is going to kill us. And that executive in Hollywood, 
he's right because he's not seeing money being uh, coming out of the box office because we're not supporting our stuff. And I feel like we need to support and just let go the pride. Also want to say thank you again, Jack. I also want to say the following, that everyone could see, uh, they can go to lasogasalvation.com and see all the theaters. And also it's on demand. It's on Apple TV, on Amazon Prime. So, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate this, brother. And God bless you. Manny Perez, thank you for being on the Highly Relevant Podcast. And just before I wrap up here, here are three Latin tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend. Hennessy's Missionaries. Double Cheese and Bacon, Rawayana, Hambene, Irepelusa, featuring Vestalone and Willy Deville. Anillos, Noah Pino Palo. And that's it for episode 171 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I'd like to thank Manny Paris for joining me on the show. And if you like this episode, please share with your friends and have them subscribe and leave a review. Your help is valuable in helping us reach many more listeners. If you'd like to get in touch with me, reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.